0: Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer. Oh,
1: oh, wait, was that not it? enter, just you had to enter. Whoa. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. This is Connor Hallway of the Golden Hours Podcast, and this is a GDP Minute. Guys, real quick, you're about to listen to a full length podcast in studio with myself, my co producer, Gavin, our writer and producer, Killian. Our director Jack, excuse me, our creative director Jack Bigelow, and then our director Alex Ortiz. Now, this podcast pretty much just tells you everything you need to know about the movie, the production, the concept, how things were launched, how this all came together. You can meet the team. And that's the purpose of this podcast, just so you guys kind of understand what we're doing what we're working on, our goals with the project, where we want to take things. And look, you guys, if you like this podcast and you like this project, please share it with one friend. We've already raised over $20,000 in a day. We're on a fucking roll and we're just trying to keep it fucking going. Uh, The support has been fucking insane. Thank you guys, for real. Like, couldn't have kicked this Kickstarter off in a better way. We got a month to get all the money and so it's it's hustle mode over here. But anyway... Hope you guys enjoy. Thank you so much for the love. Take it away, brethren.
0: Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer. Oh, oh, wait, was that not it? Enter, just if we have to enter.
1: Okay. And just like that, we are caught deep within the simulation, deep within the snake pit. We're back. We haven't been in this format in quite some time, but this is how our whole LA journey started. We started recording podcasts at the Third Wheel Studio in Hollywood. And I first off want to address the elephant in the room. The elephant being who's engineering the episode? Zach. My man, Zach, thank you. Appreciate it, man. (laughs) And before I introduced our panel of kick-ass movie producers today, I apologize for being late, everybody. Today has been a whirlwind of emotions, which we'll discuss later. But it is show business, so it's time to rock. <laughs> now, on my right camera left, who do we have with us today?
2: Uh, hey, I'm Gavin. I'm uh, one of the producers of uh, Conrad the Last Defender.
3: And let's pass it off to Killian Dunn. Uh, I wrote us, wrote the story.
1: Let's just kind of kick off what is the project? How you and I kind of came up with the idea when this all happened, how we even started working on this in the first place.
3: Yeah. Um, literally from day one, I guess, uh, I was living out in LA, Connor was still back in Boston. Um, I'd actually, I'd met Connor before, uh, well, like three or four years ago at Providence, but you came and stayed with us for a week and that was where I really got to know you. And um, you call me, <clears throat> I think the day you got back to Boston, you were like, dude, I have this idea, I want you to write it. And before you even tell me the idea, I was like, yeah, let's do it, I'm in. I just watched uh, Apple Cinema because you were here promoting it. And um, Connor proceeds to tell me uh, the craziest like outline, I think I'd ever heard, just <laughs> like conceptually speaking. Yeah. Uh, essentially, the way you pitched it to me was, um, I want to write a story about a world that's overrun by dragons. Uh, I want to have a protagonist who is essentially like a generational hero where um, generations before him have been in the exact same position but have failed and uh, You said that you wanted it to be kind of like a metaphor for manhood and how um, you know young men tr- transition into manhood and all of the struggles that come with it so <clears throat> We basically just like, we had just that and I decided to just crack out like a 90 page screenplay and, uh, and then we started from there. And if I remember correctly, uh, we had a call about a week after you read the screenplay and you were like, dude, this is a great place to start from, but uh, we need to like fine tune the fuck out of this. We need to like, make sure that this is something that, you know, people have never seen before. Um, so we took it like scene by scene, uh, l- literally line by line, character by character, and we made something that was totally unique. And we really built a world that like nobody's really ever seen before, because it's partly based on, you know, true Boston, you know the the place that it's set is called Bostonia. And it's um the way like I like to think about it is it's almost as if um like medieval slash revolutionary times in the United States were halted completely by this like influx of like dragons that completely overrun the entire country and the entire world. So it's as if there wasn't and hasn't been any sort of societal development. Um, So we're kind of stuck in this period of time um, that now technically it's present day, but everything is, you know, really backward and of course everything is overrun by dragons so people live in in total fear <laughs> um and yeah and then we just you know it kind of brings us to today like we've done so much work and it the world is literally like its own world feel like you could live in it if you closed your eyes and uh and yeah we've got a kick-ass story which we've boiled down several times into, uh, into first of all, a you know, 126 page screenplay, I think right now, which be a little over two hours, uh, on film. And then we boiled that down further into like a 15 minute short film, uh, which is what we're going to plan to shoot first. And then we have, um, of course, our kind of sizzle proof of concept, which is just an even more, um, kind of like diluted and, and, uh, you know, compressed story.
1: I think what's very important that people know is that this is something you and I have talked about. Every day since before I even moved out here, and this has always been our goal out here, even with all the parties and the podcasts, we wanted to get to the point to make another po- project. Um, for my film in Boston, if anyone's seen it, I know I've said this a hundred million times, but I think everyone's going to be like, all right, that dude knows what he's doing producing a, a project, but he should not be writing it. And millions of people told me that after the project, like, dude, sick effects, it looks like a Hollywood movie, but what the fuck happened? <laughs> so essentially, I didn't know a single writer. I had never met a writer and someone who had actually written screenplays. And so when I came out here in post-production, when I was working on my movie in Boston, I met Killian because his roommate is my friend from college. And he was like, yeah, I'm a writer. I was like, all right, fucking perfect. I don't even know if this guy's any good, but let's just give him a fucking shot. (laughs) And so it's great. Exactly. I was like, all right, well, you know what you're doing? I don't. I got to overdose on Adderall to finish (laughs) the screenplay. So do your thing. So essentially, we just
3: kind of just hopped on. So was was Apple Cinema done at that point? Yeah, Apple Cinema was done. um, And you had you had just done um, your like premiere. Cool. I believe like a couple of weeks before, and then you came out to LA afterwards and you were pitching it. And, uh, and that was when I first saw it. Cause you, you just sent me like the Vimeo link so that, um, you know, I could watch it at home.
1: Got it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So if anyone has seen Apple cinema, Killian's roommate, his name is Michael Frick. What's well, actually, maybe I should anyway. I don't know if his employer knows he's an actor in a film. But anyway, he was the actor who, like, walks outside. He has the mask. He goes, we can take this fucking apocalypse on. And he walks out. And he, like, sucks in all this smoke and he dies. So that's Killian's roommate. And I. he was in a bunch of my videos in college, too. And so he connected us. And then, essentially, Killian and I, since being out here, have done everything together. Like, every event, every podcast. We've just been scheming. Like, all right, we just need to, like... We need people to trust us we need people to understand we do what we say we're going to do We, if we can do an event we can make another movie and so it's just been our goal out here to meet as many fucking people as possible um and now it feels a little fucking surreal that we're like two weeks out from i i i'm sure we'll release this after but we're two weeks out from launching the kickstarter Yep. and, and gavin in your experience actually gav why don't you just talk about who you are what you do and kind of like what this is for you
2: yeah so um Obviously, you came to me with this project, and you're like,
1: "Well, let's talk about how we met."
2: <laughs> so you and I met at a party. Uh, we're both just kind of standing there, you know, kind of awkwardly, like see each other and like, "Hey, what's up?" <laughs> we're both like, "Who's this guy?" And so you told me you do podcasts for producers, and I was like, "Well, ironically, I'm a producer." <laughs> and uh, you know, we both kind of wrote each other off. We're just like, "Yeah, it's another Hollywood." You know, it's like some bullshit, whatever. Uh, but then we, you know, went out to lunch and realized, Hey, we're actually both out here hustling. We're doing things, um, you know, trying to make it happen and, you know, just good guys down to the core. And I think that's, that's kind of like <laughs> what made me want to work with you so much. Well, what happened was we were at this party and Gavin, I was, he's like, what do you do?
1: I was like, well, I'm running a podcast right now, but I made a movie in Boston. And then he was like, Oh dude, no way. I actually made a movie too. And so we both left man yeah, that dude is so fucking full of shit. There's no way, right? But coincidentally, you did make a movie before making this project.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh probably 5 years ago now we we filmed the feature and um you know, it was my first feature and it was a really great project with a, with an awesome team and uh, we we got distribution and like it It just went really well and and so i was telling connor about it and he was telling me about his movie apple cinema which you know he sent to me and i watched and i was like oh shit, all right (laughs) this guy knows how to not only produce a movie but like yeah it's a great actor as well keep (laughs) Um,
1: keep the ego boost coming yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) some people lose their way in the snake pit
2: yeah so so we talked about it and he came he approached me for for this one conrad last defender and uh you know was just like hey man I have a sick dragons movie. It's going to be heavy visual effects. Like, I want you to be a part of it. It's it's and I personally have always wanted to do, you know, um, a fantasy movie. And I, I love the like medieval genre, like, you know, game of Thrones is like way up there for me in terms of, you know, (laughs) my, my favorite, uh, TV shows and, you know, Lord of the Rings as a kid growing up was just another, you know, show I loved to watch. Um, and so. Getting to work on, on something like this, like an opportunity to work on a fantasy movie with with an awesome script that's super funny and you know, intelligent and uh you know, heavy visual effects. I think it's just gonna be super, super exciting. And so yeah, let's
1: I think we can all resonate as like rah-rah, Hollywood as it sounds. We all came here to make big shit. Like we all I think it's something we all share, and that's why we talk every day. Is like we want to make big projects. I never had the interest in coming out here and like making drama films. And so I think there is something so daunting about trying to do something so fucking extensive visually. Yeah. Especially on a production end. (laughs) But I actually think that's the reason we've all been hustling so much because we feel like we're going for something big. Would you agree?
3: I would completely agree. Yeah. I mean, this is, uh, it's it's going to be an absolutely like gigantic story and film like it's it's very ambitious but it's gonna it's we're gonna do it it's gonna be awesome it's huge but one thing i uh love about all of us working together is like we're we're very much like you know whether we are or we aren't uh very organized people in our own personal lives when it comes to um film and work i think all of our passion combined like just kind of makes this like really doable like i even though like our story is is massive and like it is very VFX heavy. And, um, you know, I think at at first glance, uh, people would probably be like, whoa, like, you know, this is ambitious for sure. I have total faith that we're going to absolutely like nail the fuck out of this. Like we've been talking about this so like every single day, like we know every single like inch of this story. And I feel like Connor, I mean, you can definitely speak to this uh, the most, but I feel like you've thought about how to execute on every single line of that script.
1: Indeed. I actually, to be honest with you, I think we should all sit down and like, or as I had text you go on a walk and like really figure out how do we give a character that has, is experiencing similar to stuff that we're all kind of going through. Like, what is it like to be a 26, 27, 28 year old guy who's like, Going and achieving more, and like what sacrifices does he have to make, and what does that feel like? Because that's what I think the the importance of the character is is like relatable for dudes our age. Yeah, where's uh, their
2: headspace at that point in life? You know, Um, are they lost? You know, a lot of us feel like at that point in life that we need to. We're at the point where it's the transition period, you know, right where we how are coming grow, you know, coming out of our kind of like growing up phase and moving into our, you know, our manhood phase. And so it's, it's the, the feelings and like the headspace of that transition from being a young man into, you know, a man who has, you know, obligations and responsibilities and also just like, you know, the, the, the emotions that come with all of that and the relatability with that. It's,
1: i also think there's a lot of and you correct me if i'm wrong there's a lot of neglect at this age like you know a lot of dudes know they have to they should be doing certain shit but they just don't do it yeah, yeah. think of your friends right yeah
2: yeah exactly <laughs> even even me i'm like <laughs> yeah i, <was> <laughs> I got stuff myself. i gotta do but you know like, i'm gonna put it <laughs> off and have some fun but also you, there's the realization that you can't do that forever and you you have to tackle and face the um Face, face things head on because that's the only way you're going to move forward in life. So, And
1: also we're at this interesting age where it's like dudes make decisions whether it's like, all right, I'm going to try to speed my life up or it's time to slow my life down. Yeah, And I think we're all immature enough to try to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, making movies in Hollywood, uh, let's do it, man. Like. <laughs> now, Gab, I, I, we talked about this in the car, but I think the, the term producer is like such a fucking blanket term. Can you yeah. kind of explain what you do, what you're gonna do on the project?
2: Right, so a producer, think of a producer as like almost a, a CEO of, of a startup company, right? So you you start, you take a project from its beginning, beginning origins, right? So, you know, Killian, we have a script. That's awesome. Great. Thank you for that. Now, my job is to essentially figure out how do we turn that script into a tangible, you know, piece of content and what do we do with that? So we're going to, you know, figure out Basically, how we make it. We're, what is the approach? What is all the the story that we're we're making, and how does that um, get made? And so, you know, there's like the visual effects side of things. There's the the physical production side of things. Um, figuring out the crew and the you know the the money, all all that stuff. It's basically the job of a producer is to gather the information, organize it, and then execute on it um, to make the project happen. And then once the project is made, you know, once it's shot and edited, we, the producer sits in the the post process, figures out, you know, okay, here's a little tweak, here's how we can make the story flow a little better, and in, in, into the final product. And once you have the final product, um, you know, you have to market it and get it sold and and figure out all the deals and the, the legal stuff. It's 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 a, quite a lot, honestly. It's the job of a producer. So,
1: for a simpleton, what a producer does, the way I describe it. Producers are the doers. So essentially, the producers pull the pieces together and the director makes sure it looks good. And then Killian will also act as a producer on this as well. He'll be a doer. He'll make sure that the story works and we can talk to that too. But to your point, our relationship on the project is like, I'm gonna pull the pieces together, you're gonna make sure I'm not brain dead.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> more or less. More or less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, We're running through the budget, man.
1: What's going on, man?
2: Yeah. Uh, Connor, you're the you're the more big picture guy, and I'm the, the detail-oriented guy that, that figures out all the little like the tiny little details that make it, you know, flow seamlessly. So
1: <laughs> well, it's been beautiful working with both you guys because in Boston I felt I had to do every job, you know. And i'm not good at every job and so all i have to do is focus on the things i'm good at now that we have a team which has been very nice so thank you brethren yeah of course now kill do you want to kind of explain like where what you think your role is going to be once we start shooting once it's time to go
3: yeah uh once we start shooting once it's time to go uh i will essentially have two roles, the way I see it. Uh, one, uh, the obvious uh, kind of like a script supervisor. I'll be there um, to change whatever needs to be changed, um, especially once we start bringing actors on board and things of that nature. You know. I feel like things will inevitably change, but the story and the roots are already there. So um, that will just kind of be things as they pop up. And then secondly, I'll kind of act as like a creative producer as well. Um, I will absolutely be on my feet running around, doing whatever it takes to get things done that day, just to make sure that um, our schedule, you know, each day runs to completion. Uh, But as well as that, you know, creatively, I, I like to think that all three of us are incredibly creative people in our own regard, like even if you might not think so yourselves. Um, so each of us will kind of act, uh, as a creative producer in, in that regard. But I also think that, you know, when things do pop up, you know, I, we should all always be thinking about, uh, different ways to do things. And if, you know, we have a plan and then day of, you know, we're like, oh shit, like, you know, this could actually be really cool. You know, it's just up to us to like make that, uh, kind of split second decision. And I think that's where kind of, I can help, um, the most in, in terms of producing.
1: Well, where you really break the stigma is you're a hustler before you're a writer. And everyone pictures writers as, like, nerds who, like, stay in a library all day and, and write in a journal. But no, but you're a grinder before you're a writer.
3: Yeah, I'm just fucking obsessed with storytelling and, and you know, when doing I, stuff. Yeah, just, like, when I get the idea, it's, like, the same thing with anything. It's, like, you know, if... Uh, you know, if I come up with an idea <clears throat> that I really, really love, like I have to finish it. Like I have to do it. So I will lock myself in my room for like 10 hours, like a fucking crazy person. But then I'll finish it in like a week and then I have the social capabilities to go out there and actually talk to people about it, which definitely really helps. You have yeah. incredible social capabilities. Ask all your hinge dates. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe not. <laughs> or <laughs> yeah. don't, ask, don't ask. We won't that talk F- about that. Don't don't
1: <laughs> all right. Now, Gav, tell me. Um, What do you see as being the biggest production challenge in your brain?
2: Yeah, for for this project, I think uh, this one's going to be a little tougher just with the visual effects side of things, because when you add in visual effects, it it creates a lot of chaos on on set because like there's so much more that goes into the the preparation for it. Um, You need to have everything figured out walking in. But at the same time, like we all know with productions, things don't always go exactly how you planned um and so i think the biggest challenge for this one is just going to be you know trying to make sure that we're we're getting everything on set that's going to match our post production visual effects like perfectly um and
1: it's a lot of details involved yeah
2: there's a, there's a lot of moving parts a lot of details a lot of communication that needs to happen as well as the preparation needs to be you know everything needs to be thought out ahead of time um and even with that you know there's going to be things that come up that you can't foresee. And so it's just making sure that we get everything that's gonna work in post-production. I think that's gonna be one of the, the harder things for this project.
1: I do think it's important people know. Like, why a Dragon's movie? Why would you do this? I personally just want to prove to people in the fucking universe, in the world, like, look, We can do way more than just throw events and make a small movie. We can take on the big shit. We're all more than capable of doing it. I think I personally feel hungrier than ever for a bigger challenge. And I just want the world to know like, look, we can pull this off. We can handle the biggest projects in the world. Would you concur?
2: Absolutely. (laughs) Like that's the goal with this is to show what our capabilities are. Um, Not only do we all, I mean, I, I, we all love this this genre, but at the same time, like it's this uh, taking on a project of this caliber is is more to show our our grit in our you know our chops um, for making making movies and telling stories with right? nothing with nothing. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I told you guys a million times, but Apple Cinema probably ran me like forty racks, right? Mm-hmm. Anywhere from like twenty to forty, and I came out here. And they were like, dude, that's like one shot in a Marvel movie. Yeah, that's it. I want to show everyone what we can do with not that much.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, and I want a catalyst like I want to just I want things to move. And this is me personally. I want things to move faster in my life. I feel like personally, I'm at the precipice of like so much great stuff happening career wise. And it's like it's time, you know, I'm ready. Does anyone else feel that way? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. This is uh, this is just the beginning for all of us. I think you know this is like the snowballs starting to get some traction, and uh, it's going to grow pretty big, pretty
3: quickly. I think.
1: Can you guys kind of speak to why you got into doing this in the first place?
3: Into a you, <clears throat> you're looking for why I started writing in the first writing place. Writing movies, yeah. Oh Jesus! Um, and when did it start for you? Uh, I wrote my first screenplay when I was 18 years old. Uh, I remember the exact day and the exact reason why, uh, because I'm fucking obsessed uh, with movies, always have been Um, literally always been obsessed. I would watch two new movies a day, every single day after school. And that was with like homework and like soccer practice and all of that stuff. So I just genuinely love movies. But then uh, when I was 18, I watched this movie Midnight in Paris, which if you haven't seen it, it's like this awesome movie about a writer. Who uh, essentially goes back in time every night at midnight uh while he's like vacationing in Paris and he gets to meet all of his idols like f scott Fitzgerald like this the guy who wrote the great gatsby uh things like that and when the movie finished, I remember just being like really like wicked inspired and I was like, you know what, why not like do this like I could totally do that so opened up my laptop, cracked out like a 10 page screenplay, had nobody to send it to, except for my other buddy who was obsessed with films. Uh, he read it, he was like, yep, this is absolutely fucking trash. Uh, but I'd love to, <laughs> he's like, but I'd love to start writing stuff. So I started writing when I was 18 um, and just like, didn't stop. Uh, I just like genuinely, just like genuinely loved it. Didn't think it was going to be a career or anything. I just like, like telling stories. Um, and then when I was 22, I decided to write a book um, and then it just kind of like accelerated everything. Like it it accelerated like the film stuff. And then I just became more obsessed uh, with like, uh, with writing and with like movies and then when i was 24 graduated college i'm not stupid i just did uh, six years of high school in dublin and <laughs> five, five years, <laughs> years of college in northeastern i promise i'm not dumb um and uh yeah and then when i was 24 i i wrote a script called fisherman of isla Morada. it did really well on the blacklist which is just like a um i guess like a like an industry-wide known um, like script platform. I didn't know that. Yeah, it did like really well in the blacklist. It got, on, it got on blacklist. Yeah, my name was, it not the annual one, but <clears throat> it was like showcase. My name was next to Sheila Buff. He wrote a script and it was like Killian Dunn and Sheila Buff were right next to each other. Sheila um, Buff? Shia, Shia LaBeouf. Buff. I was say. <laughs> I'm, I'm Irish, yeah. And, uh, and then I remember just like seeing that and I was like, fuck it. Like I'll fucking move to LA. Like I can clearly write a story that's like good enough to you know, be turned into a film. So I. Yeah, you moved out here for the writing. Moved out here strictly for the writing. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, strictly for the writing. And the chicks. Yeah, and the chicks aren't <laughs> bad. Uh, but I. And just, the beach. Yeah, the beach is good too, and <laughs> yeah, all of that jazz. But yeah, the writing—I just like genuinely fucking love it. I, I would do it for free every single day in my life, but uh, I like money too, and uh, you know, I like people reading my stuff, and I—I I just want to get better. So yeah,
1: awesome. yeah to pivot the question real quick, and then we'll we'll screen in the two guys after this. I want you to discuss your goal with building up an industry in Minnesota, like what your fucking long term is, what you
2: what the the pinnacle goal for you is. So, so my very ambitious, you know pipe dream is, you know someday I would love to start an industry, right? Like like Carnegie. Like I want to build the industry, take the film industry to to Minnesota in the way that it's in l a or in Atlanta, right? Um, you know, I want to set up uh, warehouses and studios where, you know Netflix and other major, Um, Studios can come and film and shoot their shows and movies and create jobs for you know hundreds of thousands of people. um, Convince the Minnesota government to to give tax breaks so that that can happen. Um, But you know the ultimate goal is to to build the industry in Minnesota. And you know why not there? It's it's very central. You have a three hour flight from pretty much everywhere in the U.S. Um, You know we have Netflix currently shoots you know a majority of their stuff in Canada and Vancouver, and so you know take that, those, those opportunities back into the U S and into, you know, a, a state that I obviously hold dear. I'm from Minnesota. So, um, I, you know, everyone I meet from Minnesota is, loves movies. It's winter. It's like seven months of the year there. So what is there to do during that time? Watch <laughs> movies. Right. <laughs> so
1: I think, and, and be an incredibly nice person
2: and, and the, the incredibly nice and, you know, the stereotypical, like hard work, I think it's just, a it would be awesome to bring an industry and and give people opportunities, for things that they love is is kind of you know the pipe dream. So,
1: it's fire. It's my goal too. Yeah. I would I want to be someone that my city can be very proud of. Yeah. And I want to I want to have the leverage to be able to bring back million dollar projects to Boston long term. Yeah. 30s. That's that's my goal. Yeah. So I'm totally with you on that. Now, can we screen the two guys here? Let's do it. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Can you Yo. see us, guys?
0: Can you What's hear
1: that?
0: us? I cannot can't see you guys. guys. I cannot can see you though.
1: All right, hold on. Zach's over here whipping it up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hold on, Alex. Before we get into anything, we got to talk about some shit real quick. Okay, I see Jack. <laughs> okay, you can see Jack. Can you see us? No. All right, hold on. Can you hear our voices, Gavin? Kill you? Want to say what's up?
3: What's up, gentlemen? What's going on, lads? What's,
1: what's up? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can yep, hear we're you good. very clearly. We're, we're just working on getting video on your end. How about now? Yep. You can see us. Yep, got you. Yeah, we right. can see you. Okay, Alex. This is going to be news to you, yes. but <laughs> this Alex. mor This morning my best friend of nearly 16, or what are we going on? 17 years. This would be year 18 uh-huh. calls me and he never calls me. So, and, I, and I'm like, yo, this dude's been ducking on my calls. Fuck that dude. You know what I'm saying? Stiff arm him. <laughs> he calls me. I don't pick up. I get a text. It is my best friend, Jack Bigelow of 18 years. <laughs> With a young woman in a photo of an ultrasound. Oh shit.
4: Dude.
1: <laughs> Got him. Damn, I cannot believe congrats. it. Yo, I was bawling my eyes out all morning, calling people up. Like, you guys, you think you know like what to expect out of life? And Alex, we'll obviously talk about this in a sec, but like you just like, what the fuck, bro? Like, it's crazy, man. Yeah,
0: Jack. Congrats, dude.
4: Yeah. Thanks, man. I had to join you.
0: <laughs> yeah. In the life of fatherhood. <laughs> oh, you're going to love it, man. It's good times.
1: So, on the way here, I decided we are going to dedicate Conrad the Last Defender to Alex, your brand new baby girl, and now Jack's brand new baby son. Let's yes. go. <laughs> it's a boy. So it's,
0: it's a boy.
4: Yep. yep. Just found oh, out this morning. boy. Nice. Congrats,
2: man.
1: If we were really some marketing geniuses, we would name that boy Conrad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a possibility.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: all right, guys, we'll, we'll talk after, but um, we, Gavin, Killian and I have already run about like 30, 40 minutes worth of the podcast. And we just wanna give you guys a chance to talk about everything you're doing on the project and kind of what you're up to. Now, first, Alex, why don't you start and just introduce yourself, who you are, what you do?
0: My name's Alex. Real name Alejandro Ortiz, everybody calls me Alex. Um for this project, I'm the director. I'm gonna be doing a lot of VFX and um sound. I'm gonna be doing a little bit of everything. So
2: uh, a work jack with of Connor.
0: All yeah. yeah. So I work with Connor in the last film, Apple Cinema. And now we're going into this crazy endeavor. And we've been talking about building a dragon. I've been telling Connor, no, we can never do a dragon. It's the hardest thing to do in VFX. And Next thing we know, we're making dragons. <laughs> so that's kind of like where we are right now. But but yeah, um, I'll be directing the film and and doing a little bit of everything. So that's basically my main role for this.
4: And
1: what about you, Demon Boy?
4: Um, I'm Jack Bigelow. I'm a creative director of the project. I'll be focusing mostly on the uh, marketing and branding for the uh, the film and uh as previously stated i've known connor for a long time worked with him on a number of projects um including the last one uh apple cinemas
1: no jack and i started the whole brand together when we were 19. he's the first one to ever make the deer logo and he would oversee all my videos on youtube and he's been my best friend forever i don't know why he's talking like a politician right now this is crazy
4: (laughs) uh, (laughs) the golden deer logo was the first graphic design that i ever created it was connor's push to Make me into a graphic artist, so I have to give him full credit for that. It was the Coach Connie logo, right? Yeah, that was the first the first thing I ever made on on uh what was it, Microsoft uh paint? It, was like <laughs> paint. E- 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 pixels. it looked like absolute shit, but hey. We're here.
1: <laughs> I promise. I've said I said this on the last one, but once this project's done, I'm gonna get a tattooed on my thigh here. Like a real LA soy <laughs> boy would do, right? Yeah, I love it. And I'm gonna start drinking. <laughs> green juices and do get kale salads. Okay. Alex, let's talk about how you and I met in the first place and then what you did on the last movie and kind of what that process was like for you.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think you hit me up through Instagram. I don't know how you found my stuff, but, um, but yeah, you were, he was looking to do this very complicated, uh, VFX, um, film with a post-apocalyptic look full of haze. And that was my life for pretty much all summer, I think. Right, Connor? Um, So we did like over 150 shots of VFX haze that we needed to add with no green screen. It was just pure roto. If people had no VFX, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So, yeah, we did that, and I think it added a lot of cinematic value to the movie. And then we did this really intense nuclear explosion um, that hit Boston, and that was very fun as well. But, um, yeah, basically, that's how we met. And ever since we executed that, I guess we built this really good relationship, and now we're off to the next project, you know?
1: Jack, you should speak to this. On the last one, Jack and I had no fucking idea what we were doing. Like literally we had no idea. We were like, we shot stuff outside the theater and we were like, all right, we're going to turn this into an apocalyptic world. We're going to just figure it out and we're going to destroy Boston. We're going to figure it out. And Jack, you can speak to this. We sent all this stuff to Alex. He's like, bro, like you're giving me nothing to work with. (laughs) So essentially in post-production and Jack, I'll let you talk. We realized Alex was the
4: chosen one. And we, we saw the pure amount of effort that Alex put into rotoscoping everything, layers on layers of, you know, things. And he even I mean, he saved saved the project in in a sense. Um I mean he really he really pulled it out of thin air and he made the project complete. And uh, you know, full kudos to him. He really he really showed us that he is the chosen one for sure. We're like damn. <laughs> this is the guy we need to work with. So
1: well, he's the reason it looked like a Hollywood movie and that was our goal. Like, how do we make a little mini motion picture in, in Boston?
4: need, Need the VFX to, to complete that. So
0: yes. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a lot of work, but you know, we learned a lot. i learned a lot. And the cool thing is that, you know, that movie wasn't shot with a high budget and we still made it feel like, like a Hollywood movie. So Something that we learned in that project a lot
1: now, Bix, when did we come up with the idea for Conrad?
4: Conrad, we started actually talking about it during production of the last film um near the near the end of it. We had started kind of thinking about ideas and we said, let's do a dragon movie and we got we got excited about it, and it kind of um and then as as a movie. As as Apple Cinemas was rolling out, we kind of stopped focusing on that idea and we're just focused on the rollout of the movie, putting it in the theaters, all the marketing and whatnot. And um can't remember exactly when, but that was when that uh Killian got involved and began in the writing process of of Conrad. And it's been an ongoing process ever since. I mean, there there's been times where it was put on the back burner and then I think it wasn't till I don't know, a few months from ago that it was like, all right, we're doing this set in stone, <laughs> making it happen. Bix, how long has it been
1: been our goal to come out here and make movies? Oh man, <laughs>
4: since we're 19, it's been a long time. I'd say 16, yeah. I mean, we've been talking about movie, making movies since 16, yeah, 100%, making, making movies in high school and film class and... Skipping classes so we could film together, and oh yeah, it's, it's been a nonstop.
1: Alex, nonstop. what a, what about you? How long have you wanted to do
0: this? Movies since I was twelve. It was a Star Wars. <laughs> what I you start, liked? Th- that's when I started shooting movies when I was twelve. So I mean, and I would cut it. You know, back in the day, you didn't have. I mean, I'm older. I'm 39, but back in the day, you didn't have the computers like you can edit. So I would edit. I'll connect two VCRs. And I will edit VCR VCRs to make my movies. No And way. then I will connect the, the the audio for the VCRs, and that's how I will make <laughs> all my movies. So I've been doing this for a while now, and I love seeing how technologies evolve and made makes things so much easier for everybody. But yeah, this has been my dream forever. So I'm glad we're doing this right now.
2: It's funny to see just the you know the the transition from you know cutting it on a VCR to being the guy who's our <laughs> Like lead visual effects designer, <laughs> working on yeah. all the computer. It's just that's pretty awesome. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. come a long way.
0: Yeah, a long way, long way. <laughs> but I still remember when Connor's like, "Let's do a dragon movie. We're gonna do a dragon movie." I'm like, well, I remember having that conversation, hanging out with Connor. I was like, "This guy is freaking nuts." I don't know freaking <laughs> like, is he serious? And then I was like, you know what? Let me let me look into this. And then I started looking into dragons and stuff. And that's how I that's how I got around doing that animation that I don't know if people's been seeing flo- floating around of the dragon landing and um, throwing a fire fo- uh, fireball. So, but yeah, we I eventually we figure it out, and I think we're in the process of figuring out this amazing dragon that we're getting designed right now. That I can't wait for people to see. So, but yeah, Connor, I thought you were nuts at the beginning. Is <laughs> anything really changed? Man? I mean, <laughs> you pushed us. You pushed me, and we we are making it happen. So.
1: Yeah, Bix. Now, tell me about the look of Conrad as the character and how you want the film to look and kind of what your role is going to be as a creative director.
4: Um, Well, as creative director, I'll be focusing on the overall look of the film, Um, more specifically, the the marketing and branding. Uh, That's going to be probably my biggest role Um, once the film is complete. And during uh, production, I'm going to be working a lot with uh certain set design and stuff like that. Um, you know, we we didn't want to go completely traditional with um, you know, the medieval kind of fantasy movies that you've seen in the past. We wanted to have that modern a little bit of a modern look, um bringing like aspects in from a bunch of different movies that we've seen in the past um to kind of make it a, make it our own. Um but in terms of Conrad itself, um, when we were looking for logos and for the branding aspects, uh, obviously, you know, golden deer productions lo- gotta be a gold logo. Got it. Got to, uh, got to have some golden, it, golden deer, golden dragon. So there's going to be lots of gold in this film. That's for sure.
1: <laughs> um, let me tell you just so we can clarify what Jack has, which lots of humans do not is he understands what looks good? It's just intuitive to him. He can look at something like that's nice or that's not nice. So when we shoot this thing, he'll he's the the set of eyes saying like, okay, I think people are gonna like the way that looks or that looks like
4: trash. Am I right? Correct. Yep. Hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I mean, just being interested in you know, I'm a visual guy. Never was very good with my words, and and so uh, <laughs> visuals or pictures are always my thing. So uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm very excited for this project and I know it's going to look better than the last one. So that's all we can hope for progress. And I hope, hope it's an amazing film. I know, what would your
1: special ed teachers say now, man? Look at you.
4: <laughs> <laughs> You'd probably be like, you really got really to work on your pronunciation.
1: They'd probably be like, damn, you're really having a son. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. We We want the film to be really fun. Like we, we, and I know, I know this, these are details we're still ironing out, but we want all those exteriors to feel like a fantasy world. Am I right, Jim? Yes. Yeah.
2: hundred percent. hundred
3: percent. Yeah.
1: I know some of our references were like the Voldemort scene with Harry Potter battling and stuff like that.
3: Gladiator. Huge.
1: Gladiator Gladiator
3: influence. Yeah.
1: For sure. Kill any questions for Alex?
3: Um, not so much a question, but uh, more of a statement. Uh, Alex yes. is incredibly easy to work with. Um, I, you know, whenever uh, I'm writing and um, you know thinking about how the reader and uh, most importantly the the director is gonna perceive what I write, I just feel like we're we're usually on the same page, and I feel like it's because you just simply love film. So I think um, you know when it all comes down to it, you're just a, a passionate fella, and it really uh, really shows.
2: Yeah. Thank I, you. Thank I you feel like me. Alex, like the thing I like about working with you a lot is <laughs> you definitely have vision. You know what I mean? You, you know exactly where you're going with things. You know exactly what you want to see. And that's from my side of things, very, very helpful. <laughs> Just to, you know, here's what we're making and you're like, this is what I want. Great. Let's, let's put it into action. You know?
0: Yeah. That's uh, awesome. I nice yeah. yeah, appreciate it. My my whole deal too is like when you work in a group setting, it, you know, it's, also it's like a teamwork, you know, everybody when you're making a film, everybody's gotta put their input. Everybody needs to, you know, is gonna come with creative ideas. It's like how can we all meet in the middle without being a dictator over like, oh, this is it needs to look this way, it needs to look that way. So and just trying to find everybody's like you know, everybody's like niche and and creative, um, specific creativeness that can lead to um, you know, a good collaboration. So that's what I look, And I like when we're inside and everybody's throwing ideas and everybody's, you know, collaborating and, Hey, let's try this, let's try this. And I feel like once it, everybody's in that creative mode on set, that, that, that's what makes filming fun to me, you know? So totally. Alex, yeah.
1: let's not dive too much into it, into it but let's talk yeah. about creating some of the VFX on a technical end. How are we going to go about doing it? Cause people don't even understand how this shit really happens.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, there's a lot of VFX, there's like superficial VFX, maybe that's not the right terminology, but there's VFX that you don't even notice, like atmospheric VFX, like maybe fires, um, like torches and stuff that people won't even know that's there. But all those are the elements that I feel like it will add value to a film. And then there's the intense VFX that you know it's a VFX like with a dragon. So the main process right now, that we're taking is like most of the focus right now is in building the dragon. And that's where I'm at right now, making sure we got the dragon and the animations right. right. Um, Because we're on a tight budget. um, We're trying to make specific animations in my brain for the dragon that could work for the script. So we're not trying to go very crazy creating all these different animations and all these different techniques. But Overall, first step is we build a 3D asset and then after building a 3D asset um, that means texturing, uh, animations and all that stuff. Then after that, we got to get into the film production that's filming with green screens. And then we're also using another technique of using photo scans as well to build our sets. I can get very technical, Connor, but I don't think people are, are going to understand, but, um, but basically there's going to be a lot of green screen in this film. That's all <laughs> I can say. And a lot of 3d animations, um, which I done a lot of in my previous music videos. So, um, um, so
1: I think what people actually care about about all of us as a group is where we're all at in life as we're creating yeah. this. So, Jack, what are you doing? Where are you right now and what is your day-to-day like?
4: Guys, I I live in Vermont. Um, you know, United States of America. And uh <laughs> <laughs> and uh I'm a I'm a full-time stonemason and I have a masonry business here in Vermont, uh selling steel buildings and doing high-end uh, masonry work. So that's my my focus. And then also doing graphic design on the side. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm just I love doing anything creative and I love uh, building like the process of like creating something and packaging it. And, you know, I get that a lot in my own business and I love doing it for film as well. So I'm excited for this project and I'm also going to be a dad soon. So that's a whole (laughs) other other side of it too. Just
2: creating all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's a lot going on yeah. and
1: yeah alex is no simp either this is his first correct me if i'm wrong big film project but alex is a pretty dominant director in the latin music world
0: yeah i i directed all, all, like over 15 videos like my t- um my top video has like over 40 million views um, wow and i have and i have a bunch of other videos all my all the videos that i've done are like pretty well-known artist though they're all up in the millions and the millions of views um, he's
1: humble as hell but essentially Alex directs videos for like all the biggest stars in like Latin America like um yeah. my, correct me if I'm wrong like Mike Towers Brian yeah Myers. I mean
0: I did a lot of I directed most of the videos for like Coscuola, um doing baby Rasta um uh, Miko, I did a video for her. She's an up-and-coming artist from Puerto Rico. But all the others, Mike Towers, Raul Alejandro, Renek Bonds, all those people out there. I've done a lot of visual effects for their videos that people don't know, but I'm behind a lot of those visual effects that you see in those videos. So I pretty much work with almost everybody in the industry. I did Kodak Black um, uh, VFX for his last video. Um... um I don't know. You guys seen it. You, did you see that, Connor? The walk for up the name. Yeah. Walk. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, I work a lot in that industry, but I started always wanting to make movies. I just got drilled. I got dragged into that industry. So, but I think it's a good training because when you do a music video, is anybody trying to be a director or work in this industry in a music video, you got to shoot everything in a day. So you have built multiple sets in a day. So it trains you how to work quick, react quick, solve problems quick, and you don't have time to breathe. You know, if not, you're going to go into overtime. So it's a re- it's been a really good training for me how to work in a set and make sure, you know, even if we're rushed and we're running out of time, making things work at the end. And the good thing is about, I've been doing VFX for over 12 years. So. The words that every director and everybody hates uh, fixing and post, but I'm an expert at fixing and post (laughs) (laughs) um, because of the effects. So, but don't get used to that guys. I don't want (laughs) to hear that. All right.
1: We're going to probably have to wrap it up here, guys. Jack and Alex, any final thoughts?
4: No, um, I got one thing. So, I mean, a big, a big thing that me and Connor talked about when we when we're finishing up our last movie was that for the next one that we wanted to create a super team. And I I think that we've done that. And I mean, you guys are awesome to work with. And, uh, you know, I couldn't be more excited about this project. So just wanted to say that.
2: Thank you. Yeah,
0: um, dude, I'm just very pumped with this project. Um, I'm glad I met Connor and all you guys. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Feel like you guys were like the missing key that I needed as you know as a creator, I, and I'm really looking forward to doing this project. I mean, I feel like people are going to be blown away with what we what we can do. So, um and they'll they'll see it soon with a Kickstarter. So,
2: <laughs> very excited for that. Yeah.
1: All right, brethren, I love you guys. Two new dads. Look at that.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come join the circle boys you can come join yeah,
2: the- yeah. us <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay i don't know about that i'll give it a few years <laughs>
1: what's up in your eyes all right love you guys man we'll talk soon all right peace. Okay,
0: later guys love you <laughs> okay all right
1: um let's just wrap up the episode we're still recording right zach okay thank you my bladder is about to explode so let's finish this out guys who's on my right camera left
3: gavin I'm uh, one of the producers. And uh, Killian Dillon, I'm the writer.
1: And we are producing a sick Dragons movie. Live from the snake pit, I'm looking like a maniac, but Conrad, the last defender of the Kickstarter is out now. We're great guys. We're going to make an impeccable project for you guys. Thank you for all the love. Let's give him a flex.
3: <laughs> there it is. <laughs>
1: all right, Zach. Thank you, man. Appreciate it.
3: Golden Deer
1: Productions. Golden Deer. Oh, oh, wait! Was that not it? Hey, enter just if you, you have to enter.